Hello and welcome to Comic Book Junto, episode 63. I'm your host, Octavius A. Newman. I'm the creator of Bear Fruit, and I'm here with my co-host, Adam James Howlett Tetteris. Mm. That's a deep cut. Mm-hmm. That's a deep cut. Mm-hmm. See, some of y'all don't know no, you're gonna who wanna, James Howlett is. You gotta Google that. But though. you might, I'm going just, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna leave that out there. Yeah. For those of you that know, tweet at us, uh-huh. at Octavius A. Newman, at Adam Tetteris. Those of you that don't know, Google it. Google that, bub. And then Google that. And then, you know, shoot us a photo of who, of who it is. Yeah. That should be fun. It's your man James Howard. <laughs> hey, that I like that. That's a deep cut. I yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. It's good to be back in the room with you. Mm-hmm. How are you? How are you this week? Hey man, I'm tired. <laughs> I am tired. I was talking about it before we hit record, but I'm happy to be here because this is a this is an energizing thing. Yeah. You know? <laughs> we have uh we have an interesting day ahead of us. We, yeah. we it has been an interesting day. Uh-huh. It has been uh, a a powerful emotional Wednesday. Yeah. There's a lot going on. I have a lot that I need to, you know, just release. Listen to the somber tone. Yeah, I'm, I'm working to through this. I'm working through it right now. You got a lot that you go all got, you got a lot long. on your spirit right all now. All day long. Hey, I have a lot on my spirit. Your spirit is heavy. My, I see it on you right <laughs> now. I see a spirit, okay. a spirit, a heavy spirit. Uh-huh. And sometimes what you've got to do when your spirit is heavy, you've you've got to just Pass the collection plate around see, oh, and yeah. get some of that Sorry, off of you. See, because because yeah. some of that heaviness is in your pockets. I just have a twenty. Can you? Do that's you want to break fine, that? Oh, that's that's can you fine. break that. That'll be a, no. I can't break it. <laughs> okay, but I can break break it up off you. <laughs> All right, okay. yeah. Good, 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 good. Just get that up off. Get that weight off you. I appreciate your service. I appreciate offering me this service. Sometimes I feel like comic book junto is 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 a necessary ritual. Yeah, I need it. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have a lot of things that we need to talk about today. Yeah. So I don't want to mince too much. I do, however, want to hit you with this. I got a couple that I've been working on. Okay. It's your boy, A-Tet, once again, a.k.a. Gucci Mane Thing. You heard that one. Uh-huh. A.k.a. Jumpman Thing. Uh-huh. You know that one. A.k.a. R.A. The Rugged Man Thing. Okay. A.k.a. Okay. Method Man Thing. Okay. A.k.a. Jigger Man Thing. Oh! A.k.a. Judge Dread Salas. <laughs> what? That's right. <laughs> Gosh. That's right. Oh, man. I might as well do some of mine, too. Listen. Oh, please. Let's just get into please. it. Please. Because, you know, I mean, I got a couple. This is your man, Octavius A. Newman, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Killer Croctavius, okay. a.k.a. Brat Panther, a.k.a. T'Challa French Toast, a.k.a. AKK. Oh, no. <laughs> Candy Kingpin. That's right. A.k.a. Shown Up Assassin, Chainsaw Guerrera, uh-huh. Finn Godzilla, yeah. Ultron Magnetic, Oh, Funk Doctor Doom, oh. Ash Catcher Body, no. <laughs> Samurai Black, <laughs> Microphone Check 1, 2 Face, 21 Savage Land. Yes. Ain't nothing sweet Christmas. Dang. And I'll just leave it off with this one. Red, black, and green lantern. <laughs> oh, that's good. You know, I always lose it right at a, 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 a French toast. As soon as I hear, <laughs> as soon as I hear the French toast component of that one, that's when I oh, lose man. it. Oh, man. I've got a couple. I'm just sitting on. Okay, don't it's reveal them yet. No, don't no, reveal no, no, them yet. No, no, no. Later on in the show, we're going to talk about how we come up with these AKAs. We had a question, mm-hmm. and we're going to dive into that. Mm-hmm. But also, listen, I got a bit of news that I've been sitting on. That's right. Speaking of sitting on stuff, I got some news that I've known for about a good 16 weeks. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's going to be a new Newman. Yeah. Coming up in this show. That's right. Yes. All new, 
All different Newman. <laughs> all, all new, all different all Newman. New, all di- well, hopefully not entirely different. Well, we're going to see because I, I don't know what's going on. That is right. Congratulations, sir. Yeah, my wife is pregnant. Mm-hmm. Shout out to you. You know what I mean? Is That's it weird real... that I'm shouting out to my wife no, on the podcast no, God, that she no, probably she, don't listen to? Yeah, honestly, you should probably shout her out more often. <laughs> oh, you be you building the royal family right now. Yeah, man. So I'm I'm excited slash nervous. Let me tell you something, Internet. I'm having a girl. Mm-hmm. My my wife is pregnant with a girl. And I will tell you, I told Adam this. The entire planet Earth became different. Don't change. When I found out that I was having a girl. How does that feel? Like Music was different. Yeah. Movies were different. TV was different. Comic books were different. Ads were different. Like walking down the street was different. Because now I have this perspective of like news is different. Politics is different. Like things that I'm like, yeah, 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 I agree. Yeah, that makes sense. Now it's like, wait, hold on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not like, oh, I didn't think this and now I think it. But like the severity and the reality of there's going to be another human being. That is right. There's going to be a woman yeah. in this world, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be the father of it. It's like, there's going to, I remember I was thinking like, one day I'm going to say her name, and she's going to turn around and respond and look at me. There's going to be a human, like, I mean, I know she they're like- She exists. Yeah, she's going to exist. She's going to really be here. Yeah. And it's just like- it's she, just, will, she, she's, she is going to learn from you. She, she will be inspired by you. She will be motivated by you. She will be disciplined by you. She will be the product of you and your wife mm-hmm. and the world. Yeah. And it's like, oh, wait, how, how much of the world can I get a handle on? Yeah. It, it, that, that's a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you listen to music and you're like, oh, this music is dope. Yeah. And then you listen to the music and you're like, well, wait, hold on. Wait, wait a minute. Yeah. Hold on. Wait, what did they just say? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you watch a movie and you're like, oh, this is really good. And then you watch and you're like, oh, oh, wait a minute. There is a certain level of cultural competency that you need before you can listen to 21 Savage. Mm. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. otherwise you listen to that and be like, this is horrible. Yeah. You do what? Yeah. <laughs> to who? How many times? Yeah. 21. 21. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's funny because... It, you take that stuff for granted. You know, you are, um, I am 30 and there are some things that are still just, I don't understand them. Yeah. And then there's some things that I just understand. I never even thought about mm-hmm. the path, the journey that it took for me to get to understanding why this is cool, why this is okay, yeah. why it's all right for me to laugh about something that is offensive. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's so many things I'm like, yo, I, I couldn't even possibly understand what it must feel like to sudden, suddenly realize that you will be the, the guardian, the steward, the guide mm. for a new human being. Yeah. And I congratulate you. Thank you. And the missus. Yeah. And I'm excited. I'm excited slash nervous as well. From mm-hmm. what I understand, it's like, that's normal. Mm-hmm. Like all of the fathers around me are like, yep, that's, yep, that's about right. That's, that's yeah. sounds like how, about how you should be. Mm-hmm. And like tying it back to geek culture, I immediately was like, <clears throat> so how are we going to do this? Mm-hmm. And there's a whole lot of stuff just to be transparent. There's a lot of stuff that I know, but like experientially, it's like I had to remind myself, and this is weird internet, but I'm just being real. You know, mm-hmm. I know <clears throat> girls are geeks. Girls yeah. like geek culture. Yeah. Women are into it. Women go to Comic-Con. Women do da 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 Women do these things. And it's another thing when you're actually thinking about, well, how do I... How do I 
do this. Mm-hmm. You know, like, wait a minute. I really had to take a pause and go. You mean like, how do I invite her into well, not, it? I, like I said, I don't know. Like I'm saying, the whole world was different. I don't have yeah. like this like thesis statement on. I'm just yeah. We're, these are like raw emotions sure. that are kind of just like, okay, so who do I point her to? Yeah, I remember one of my one of my friends, Christina, Christina Faye. Shout out to you. She was like, okay, we were in a comic book store. She's like, all right, I want. I want to, why don't you think about some comic books? She was like, okay, I want a black woman. And I was like, hmm. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at that time, while I wanted her to have a black woman, I honestly was kind of like, oh, well, you know, I kind of had this, uh, you know, kind of like, I mean, you know, oh, here's one, here's two. But now I think about a daughter. I'm like, yeah, where are all the black women? At? Like, I mean, there's a yeah. real thing that fired up in me and I'm listing them. I'm Michonne, Riri, Moon Girl. And I'm like, I'm sitting there thinking like, okay, well, um, and then I start thinking about, well, Wonder Woman, Captain Marvel. And I'm like, wait, well, is that what I want? Do I, is that where I want to point her? Not that I don't want her, but it's like, where do you even begin? Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, because I, uh, there's a reality that this is minority, minority. Yeah. Black woman. Yeah. You know, not just black man, black woman. And do I want to raise her looking at every superhero is a white woman? Yeah. Is that why I want to point her? Is yeah. that what I want her to see? I do I want that. her to point her to all these white men yeah. like is it only black panther and it's like oh queen shuri too she's a, so i mean there's a lot like of mental processing when i think about so i'm i literally have a running list and this is just again me being transparent i got a running list okay ava duvernay Issa ray um and i'm also like i'm just listing black women yeah that are like amazing black women. And of course I'm not going to sit here and like force feed her things, but I'm just thinking like, I'm trying to be intentional about how can I gather black women who are killing it that yeah. I can point her to, That's you right. know what I'm saying? That That's I can right. give her examples of, right. Um, like Oscar winners. Like how can I point, you know, and you start, like I said, I'm watching the Oscars different. Mm-hmm. Viola Davis winning was like Viola Davis. You, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Put it Not that notes. I didn't know she was dope already, but again, like I was already told like Octavia's having a daughter make just makes, makes men different. Mm. It makes them different. How do you, how do you think that is? Just from some of the fathers, what they told me is like, from their experiences, like they're softer. Mm. Like mm-hmm. it makes you softer. Okay. Um, it makes you not as rough, not as bristly. You know what I mean? Like, because my wife told me, she's like, you have been soft. She laughed. She's like, being married to me has made you softer. I can only imagine how being a father to a baby girl, what kind of response that's going to be. Because sure. you've known me for years. I'm not the most, you know, cuddly guy. Sure, sure, But sure. as I've been married... Like from my my wife's own mouth is like, yeah, you've softened up a lot. Well, judging from th- the climate of the world, mm-hmm. I think the task that is at hand for you is you need to raise, you will have to raise a warrior. You know, somebody who's not going to take no shit from anybody who doubts her expectations, her capabilities. Mm-hmm. You know, you you have to raise Valkyrie. Tessa Thompson is Valkyrie. Hmm. Yeah. You know, like you have to raise this, this, this queen who is not going to endure the stuff that I see my friends and the women in my life hmm. enduring. 
Yeah. You know, and it seems like now I've gotten to this age where we've gotten into this generation, a certain wave of feminism where, yes, many of us say, well, yeah, of course, you know, we, we don't put up with shit. Mm-hmm. We don't get catcalled. We don't mm-hmm. deal with mm-hmm. this. But it took, in, in my eyes, it took too long for many of the people in my life, my age, took too long for us to realize that was yeah. not okay. You know, including myself, you know? I'm like, yeah. if we have conversations about being woke. I'm like, I only recently became woke. I'm not, I'm not staying yeah. woke. Yeah, I'm yeah. continuing to wake up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So well, I, think, I think a lot of us in our various circles are continuing like this great awakening, yes. so to speak, that's happening. Like it's progress. And I mean, like I say, I want to be trans as transparent as possible about me mm-hmm. being like, man, the moment I had recognized I was having a daughter, I woke it like I woke up even a little bit more and it was like, whoa, wait a minute. Raindrop, drop top. <laughs> oh, wait, hold no. wait a no. minute. Hold on. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like for real. Like mm-hmm. I hear the song now and I'm like, huh. Yeah. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like you told me that Jay Z stopped using the word bitch when he had blue. Yeah, I I can't. I don't know. I don't have evidence. I don't have evidence in front of me, but I believe that that was an anecdote that I had heard. That Mm -hmm. as soon as he had his daughter, he stopped using the word. Yeah, and I understand that, but also I don't understand that Mm -hmm. because I mean the stakes are different for me. Yeah, I don't have. Children's, yeah, yeah. So. and the, and the great thing is that you know my wife is going to be a great mother, yeah, and I'm looking forward to it. Congratulations, man! Thank you. I'm excited for you. You know, mm-hmm. so uh, can't wait until she's old enough to leave five stars and a positive comment, right? And she's definitely watching Rogue One first. So oh, let's just get that established goodness. right now. Am I in this? Am I in this like extended family anywhere? Am I? Am I? Am I like, certainly. You know, I'm like certainly. Okay, not having it. It's not on well, my How watch. is that going to happen? How, how do you? Do think- you want me to protect her? <laughs> do you want me to protect how her? How do you think that this is going to happen? It's do you think happening. you? She's you, wait, wait. The first day you're in the room by yourself, she's she's not even going to be able to comprehend it. She's drool. She's bubbling. I'm like, don't you ever? <laughs> don't you ever? Yeah. No. Look, I'm gonna as long as I'm around. Okay, so you're gonna have to do it early, or else I'm gonna catch that. <laughs> yeah. We'll Guess see. what we watched? Let's see. <laughs> like don't you hope don't even <laughs> yeah uh, uh, so speaking of tessa thompson yeah we got some uh photos about this new thor ragnarok yeah this is the first look I mean, we've said it on the show there is conversation about thor ragnarok mm-hmm. we know it's happening we know it's coming but we have not seen any of it until today yeah and now we have a few photos and a couple of things stand out for me but um, what do you think have you taken a look at the gallery um i've taken a look at the gallery thor mm-hmm. out here looking ripped you know what i mean looking yeah. lean mm-hmm. now a couple of things that i noticed is one new haircut cut his hair off interesting yeah we know in the comics his hair has been cut short mm-hmm. so maybe that has something to do with that you know they're always intertwining different bits and pieces of different stories in the cinematic universe i thought in the comics <clears throat> he just had like a ponytail situation well at a certain point there was a i think internet correct me if i'm wrong i think there's a point where his hair was cut similar to what he looks like here all right i don't see i don't see mule nor mule more meow 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 we don't see meow meow you know the word we don't see hammer. that anywhere but yeah, see him with like, up in there. like no um hammer. you know wielding two swords mm-hmm. i mean i see tessa thompson out here you know looking battle ready yes and i'm excited yeah i'm excited to see what that looks like i'm excited about what i'm seeing uh specifically 
the bright colors. I mean, this is a palette that is different, I think, from other comic book movies, from other Marvel movies. It looks decidedly more stylized than a lot of the stuff we've seen recently. And I like that a lot. It, it, it shows me that there is some unique direction to this movie. And it makes me more excited for the film now than mm-hmm. I was even before. Yeah, Jeff Goldblum out here looking like Jeff Goldblum with lipstick on. Same, same. I mean, he's doesn't he play the same character in every movie since The Fly? Jeff Goldblum? Yeah. I mean, I guess. Is that the like, guy? That's the guy from The Fly, right? Yeah, yeah. Jeff yeah, okay. Goldblum. I mean, you know I like to say the wrong names for practice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He is he is very frequently, you know, like Jeff he's Goldblum Jeff Goldblum, Goldblum in movies, in yeah. like on the couch of the Tonight Show. Like mm-hmm. he's the same guy quite often. I'm into it. He looks good. Kate Blanchett as Hala. She's mm-hmm. she's going to be the the villain of the film. We're learning about that. I, I'm just excited. I'm really excited to see Hulk. Because yeah. my understanding is they're doing the World War Hulk thing. Yeah. Um, I want to see that. I'm very, very stoked on that, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not the only like casting and new, new information for movies coming out uh, uh, that we have. We have a lot, actually. A lot of information of movies yeah. coming out. We should start with one that came out um, earlier in this week. Mm-hmm. Before Logan, some people have been treated to a preview of, or a teaser, for Deadpool 2. Yes. And you said you did not see it. I saw Logan on Thursday when it came out, and I did not see this. What gives? No good deed. I don't understand. Was I there? I think I was there early. I think I think I no. I no. No. You know what's funny? Believe that for a second. You know what's funny about this Mm. is I was like because. December Sparks, uh-huh. uh, Kenny Sparks w- went to the movie with me, and I actually got to the movie before him. Wow. And I was like, huh, okay, look at me. You know, <laughs> I actually got somewhere before the person I was going with. Look at God. So some people are seeing this preview. But anyway, I didn't see it. I didn't see but it you in did theaters. Yeah. I ended up seeing it on YouTube later on. Right. Ryan Reynolds uploaded it to YouTube. Yeah. And it is a, a short film, a, a teaser, as it were. Right. Focused on Deadpool. Yeah. Called No Good Deed. Mm-hmm. And it's funny. It's funny. <coughs> and there are a couple of little Easter eggs in there mm-hmm. that I like, like Nathan Summers coming soon. Written on the phone booth. That's right. Nathan Summers is cable. Mm-hmm. We know that cable is coming. Mm-hmm. Some things in there that I'm confused by, but I'm intrigued. Yeah. You might have noticed in the background, pretty prominently, posters for the TV show Firefly. Mm-hmm. What's with that? I have no idea. You know, that has to mean something. I don't know what that is. Because otherwise, means. there's no sense. Why would you put... What does Firefly have to do with Marvel? That's what I want Or X-Men. Know. What I do it's know is... It's probably just a joke. Nathan Fillion has been in Marvel movies. Okay. Nathan Fillion lended his <laughs> talent to Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Nathan Fillion is a good friend of Joss Whedon. Mm-hmm. Joss Whedon worked on Avengers. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's something going on Did Joss Whedon work here. on Firefly? Yeah, that was his, his show. So Joss maybe Whedon, that's the connection. Buffy, all that. So... Yeah. Maybe, Maybe that's, that's just a joke that's coming. But either way, No Good Deed is great. A really, really solid like Superman joke in there that I, I really appreciate. And Deadpool going into the phone booth, try to put on his costume. Yeah. By the time this fool has his costume on, it's too late. Too late. It's just it's way hilarious. too late. So I, I appreciate that. Stan Lee makes a cameo mm-hmm. as Stan Lee. The first time they ever say, Stan Lee, get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I really like that. Yes. It makes me excited for it. Mm-hmm. But I'm waiting on cable news. 
I just want to yeah, know we got some we got some stuff floating around. There's some news about possibly what Cable's going to be. What we do know is that there is going to be an X Force movie. There is going to be um, a new Humans movie. There is going to be a Deadpool two movie. Yeah. And what we know is that Cable and Deadpool will be in X Force. That's right. So there's floating around a lot of conversation about rated R stuff and mm-hmm. what's going to be what and the next X Men movie. We can get into that more after Adam has seen Logan, which you're going to see tonight. Tonight. So. Probably in episode 64, we'll probably talk about Logan. Yeah. So make sure you go see Logan. Came out last week. You got this week until next time we have our episode, episode 64, for you to see Logan, because we'll probably talk about that next time. Speaking of, Logan is apparently enjoying the second biggest IMAX R-rated movie debut ever. That's big. That is big. So over its opening weekend, $20.6 million in earnings. That is the opening weekend. And it doesn't seem like it has signs for slowing down. I'm, I think this changes the game. Right, I think I think what's happening here is. I really uh, want to talk about this. Like, I I know, and yeah. we will, and yeah. we will. But I think it changes the game because Deadpool R-rated movie, huge opening. We know this. Logan R-rated comic book movie, huge opening, and now there's conversations about what happens in the future. I think what happened is what happened was is comic book movies just leveled up. I'm gonna tell you this, <clears throat> mm-hmm. like you just said. Deadpool? Yeah. Rated R. Yes. Huge success. Yeah. Logan? Rated R. Huge success. Mm-hmm. Legion on FX. Huge acclaim. Yeah. Right? It seems like... I don't have a damn idea what is happening it, in that show, but a big acclaim. It seems like Fox, Marvel, Netflix, uh, uh, <laughs> Fox, Marvel, X-Men properties <clears throat> are getting their act together. Yes. Yeah. And I have lots of thoughts about that in light of the genre mm-hmm. of movies based off of comic book IP. Yeah. So I would like to talk about that when we talk about Logan because I don't really want to, I can't really get into it unless you've seen the movie. Yeah. But there's a discussion there that I think is a very interesting one. And it's interesting to me to think these are not the first R rated Marvel movies. Blade. Blade. Yeah. You know, like we take it back. I mean, there has been a long time between Blade and then Marvel Studios figuring things out and then the X Men movies happening and then coming back around and be like, oh, adults like these properties. Go yeah. figure. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's, are we, can we just, uh, we might as well, I, I think I can talk about this without spoiling yeah, yeah, yeah. anything. So look, here's what I want to see. I want to see. And I've heard conversations about this from different people I listen to, different podcasts, different articles, stuff like that. Like, superhero movies are not all PG-13. No. Because comic books are not all PG-13. That's right. I won't get into Logan, but I'll tell you this. If you've ever read a Wolverine comic book, you know he's really not a PG-13 character. No, he's ripping people You know what I mean? Berserker Rage? I don't know if he's going to swipe his claws and a guy's just going to flip like he's in Power Rangers. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like... Mm -hmm. Those things are anabadium claws, unbreakable. They're super sharp. They're going to do damage. Yeah. You know? And that's not particularly a story for kids. Yeah. Just like Deadpool is a story for kids. So I'm like, we need to get to a point where every movie is not connected to a shared universe. Right. Every movie is not just like a stepping stone for the next movie or, or right. a connection to the last movie. Right. We've got to get to a point where these movies are just good 
movies independently they're just good movies because when you think about comic books you're into a comic book you're enjoying low you're enjoying wolverine or batman or superman or spider-man and then what happens here comes this giant event that disrupts the story and you're like i don't want your event mm-hmm. i'm enjoying the story these people are get telling me venom out of here like get venom out of my book i don't want venom in my book I don't like the symbiote. The symbiote ruins stuff. So Marvel, thank you for your five stars and your positive comment. Appreciate that. Anytime you want to do voice acting or anything like that, mm-hmm. want to get in the writer's room, mm-hmm. throw some ideas around, we're open to that. Love all that. Love you know. all that. But get Venom out. Okay. Because if you're going to interrupt all these stories that I like by putting stuff in there that I don't like and then tell me I need to pick up several copies of different ish, uh, uh, comics that I don't even follow... No, man. Now, don't get me wrong. Some events I enjoy. I just think when it comes to movies, there's something to saying, hey, here's the movie. Here's the story. And this is the appropriate way of telling the story based Mm -hmm. off the character, based off the story we want to tell, based off the information that we're working with. Here's the story. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's G-rated, PG-rated, PG-13, Rated R. Mm-hmm. I mean, even Marvel. What was it? Marvel Max. Yeah, Max. Yeah, Max. Yeah. Max books. Yeah, I those, mean, those were always really gritty, real yeah. raw. Max Punisher, Max Nick Fury, that sort of. Yeah, thing. and I know that even that's kind of what's happening with Netflix. Yeah. That seems to be where their their darker stuff is. But I just like the idea of being able to say, like, I heard someone make the reference to westerns. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. like there are. Westerns that are like this. There are Westerns that are like that. Like all horror movies aren't slasher flicks. That's right. You know what I mean? And that's kind of what's happening with comic book movies. They're all kind of the same. One thing. But every movie's not going to be Guardians of the Galaxy. So, and I think that that's going to give some freedom for directors and actors to be able to go, you know what? I want to take this in this direction. And you can get different kinds of movies. And you might get a Quentin Tarantino to come in because he might be because then he's not restricted to telling the story that's connected to the next one and now I got to do this and that and the other thing so we can get more into that when when we talk about Logan specifically but that's the bigger narrative that I'm seeing like okay because every like even as much as I love these superhero movies, they're not my favorite movies of all time. Oh no, no, no. You know what I'm saying? That's And if we can start making Movies around these IPs that start moving up towards Shawshank Redemption and, you know what I mean? Moving toward, I mean, like, we're going to talk about Get Out later. Get Out is, at this point, one of my favorite movies. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So It it takes risks that comic book movies don't take. Because they can't take, because they got to make the next one. And that's just the thing. Marvel (laughs) has this double-edged sword. Mm -hmm. On one hand, we've said this before. On one hand, a Marvel movie comes out and you expect this level of quality. Yeah. There's an expectation and they have earned that expectation. Right. On the other hand, they're shooting for consistency. Mm-hmm. Not for wow, yeah, wow, yeah. I've never seen that, yeah. And there's wow. value in both, yeah. There's, there's value there's, in there's being consistent, value. and there's value in wow factor. But yeah. wow factor, you know, big risk, potentially big loss, potentially big reward. But you earned my trust, so you can pull off risk. That's and a great keep point. Me around. That's you know what? That's an excellent point. So that's what I'm hoping to see soon. But what, what's funny about Fox is they haven't. No, Fox Marvel stuff hasn't earned that. But well, they they haven't earned it with their consistency, but they've earned it with like, wow, 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't even know I wanted. Well, I knew I wanted that, but I know a lot of people are like, I didn't even know I wanted this, but now that I have it, why, why, why haven't I had this all this time? Mm-hmm. You know, because we've been trained to expect, you know, these. And I mean, I've heard this criticism of like these big kind of like by the number superhero flicks. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, along the lines of, of the rated R movies, uh, uh, along the lines of, of the success that Fox has seen, especially with Deadpool, uh, there is a rumor that Janelle Monet herself will play Domino in the Deadpool 2. Yeah. Yo. First of all, Janelle Monet is an amazing, she's amazing, amazing musician. I have such amazing, <laughs> amazing singer. She's killing it in acting. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So seeing her as dominant and like her, her persona in like, you know, the, the media, like from her music. Mm-hmm. And when I hear Domino, I'm like, yeah, I could see Janelle Monet kind of pulling. Cause she's, she doesn't fit like your, I mean, when she comes out, she's got the pompadour and the suits and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like she seems like the type of person who could pull off this character. Of course, we're talking about being acting, yeah. but I'm just thinking when I think Domino, I think Janelle Monet, I'm like, okay, that fits. Okay, I could, I could, I could imagine. Previously, especially... I saw Kerry Washington was being considered for the role. Yes, and I can see that. But Janelle Monae has this spunk, this like unexpected nature, can't be put in a box. I can see her. Yeah, because that, that's a good point. Because Janelle Monae, you really kind of like even her music is like, huh? Wow, this is really good. Oh yeah. Like, what kind of genre is this? Is it R and B? Uh, soul, uh, alternative, uh, funk, pop, uh, uh, yeah, it's, you know, kind of like, you know, you know what I mean? You really, it's really hard to place what it is. It's a little bit of all those things. Yeah. So when you say it's hard to put her in a box, I think that's why her playing Domino is like, okay, Mm -hmm. because you see her in Moonlight and then you see her in Hidden Hidden Figures and then you see her on stage. Yeah. And then you see her at the Oscars in this beautiful, beautiful dress. Yeah. So it's like. You know, she seems like she could like play the role. So I'm excited to see if that comes together or not. Yeah, I think she's incredible. All right, more Marvel stuff. Now, this is like Marvel Cinematic Universe. We've got some visuals floating around about <laughs> um, <laughs> the, Inhuman, the Inhumans uh, show that's coming out. So we've got a visual of a giant blue dog <laughs> statue who's supposed to be Lockjaw. Did you yeah. see this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, they, who, and they trying to cover it up with a sheet. You can't cover that giant dog up no, with no sheet. I don't who know you what you're fooling? If, look, if, if you were unaware, the Inhumans are a collection of super-powered characters in the Marvel Universe. They're kind of like the X-Men. They're kind of like mutants, but they're not. And Marvel, Marvel really wants you to know they're not mutants, they're inhumans. So there's more to it. I'm, I'm, I'm painting a broad brush stroke before our understanding here. You know, they're like a special race of people who have a little bit of Cree DNA, a little human DNA. They got superpowers. So Black Bolt, the king of the inhumans, has a dog, giant dog, with a tuning fork on its head. Yes. And a big ass mustache. That's right. And it can teleport. Yep. And his name is Lockjaw. That's correct. Any questions? That's it. That's all you need. That's all you need. That's all. That's so all it's very right funny now. to see the, the, the behind the scenes shots of them producing this show. So you get, you know, something pretty standard. You see Black Bolt. Yeah. Which is, you know. He's got uh, on all black. He's looking kind of boring. He doesn't me. have the white 
Doesn't have the white stripes. Yeah, which is which is interesting. And that's frustrating to me because that and he doesn't I, have the, the 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 head jaw on. He doesn't have the cowl. Yeah, and he cowl. doesn't have the tuning fork on it. So I'm I'm waiting to re- I'm reserving my judgment. Maybe he's out to lunch. It's entirely possible. And he didn't want to, he didn't want to draw attention to himself, even though he looks <laughs> extremely extremely uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, he looks sweaty. He looks like he's got this leather <laughs> outfit on, this leather tuxedo. Yeah, like tunic drawn on and, and, and black he's, Bolt, he's wincing in the sun he looks like yeah. he's like why black Bolt, I'm so good i'm getting paid all black bolt superpower is his voice is so powerful like kills everything kills everything just annihilates everything so he, he cannot speak so he can't I, even whisper octavius and i are joking like someone on set is like <laughs> black bolt my liege you look hot do you need some water he's just like he all he can do is just frown his face up <laughs> says not, you, I mean, you just, do you want to take your jacket off? You just say so. Say yes. Says nothing. And he like does hand gestures. I'm sorry. I can't see you from like, <laughs> just, just tell us, just <laughs> tell us what so. you want. Yeah, but I'm, I'm laughing because I'm happy to see this ridiculous giant bulldog on the set right. because it means to me that Marvel is just going to embrace it. Mm-hmm. They're just like. Whatever, man. We're putting the giant bulldog in there. We're just going to go for it. People are either going to get it or not. I don't even care. Just put them in there. So I I, I hope they go full-fledged on Lockjaw. Yeah. So what what I'm reading is all the casting is done. They've casted all the people. And that um, it's going to be premiering exclusively in IMAX theater September 11th. I mean, September 1st, excuse me. Yeah. That was the exclamation point. Threw me off. That's exciting. September 1st. That's exciting. I'm yeah. excited for Inhumans. So we shall see what we shall see. Um, and that's that. Now, um, some information about Han Solo, a Star Wars story. Yeah. Michael K. Williams is officially cast. Do we know what he's cast as? Uh, I don't know. I don't know the exact role that he's being cast as, although it is a rumor that he will be playing a villain in the movie. And he's great as a villain. In fact, I, I was watching this on Facebook. I don't remember who produced it. You've probably seen it in your feed. Yep, yep, yep. Where I he's think talking I about going. being typecast. Yeah. Right? He's speaking with himself. There are three yeah. versions of himself. Different characters. He's played. Might be in typecast, and then there are different versions of himself discussing whether or not that's happening. Mm-hmm. And I love Michael K. Williams. I specifically love him when he's a bad guy, but like not a bad guy, bad guy. But when he's Omar, you know, when yeah. he's oh yeah, like that's the iconic role, right in the line, because he's so good at that. He's so good at being a badass. That you're like you can only trust him as far as you can throw him. But you know, he stands for something. But you know, you can't. You don't turn your back on Omar at the same time. And uh, I, when he's a good guy, it throws me off. When he shows up, he was in Ghostbusters, the new Ghostbusters, yeah. and he was a cop. And I was no, like, I'm good. Just, I'm good on that. Yeah. I'm good you, on that. I don't get it. Yeah. You know, that'd be like if Santa Claus showed up and had his face shaved. He'd be like, what? That's not, <laughs> that is the extreme. That's not you. That's Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> that's Billy that's Bob Thornton. That's bad Santa. Yeah, I guess I would have the same reaction. But yeah. Michael K. Williams, man, he is the man. I love Michael K. Williams. So we'll see. We'll see what he's uh we'll see what he's doing. Exciting. All right. So um a <clears throat> uh, little bit of a mis like not a misdirection. A little old, detour. Little there there's the word. There's the word I'm looking for. A detour onto Netflix. Um Dave Chappelle is going to be doing a new stand-up comedy series special on Netflix. Now, first of all, internet. I know some people are in different generations. So if you've never seen the Chappelle show, you need to watch the Chappelle show. Oh, you can get it together. Yeah. I mean, I, it's hard for me to imagine that I'm talking and someone hears my voice and it's like, Chappelle show? 
What's that? Gabe. But I'll tell you this. I, <laughs> I talked to somebody and they were like, yeah, I listened to, uh, you know, Notorious. I decided to go back and listen to Notorious Big's albums for the first time. And I was like, I'm sorry, how old are you? Yeah. Like, yeah. So it's like, I'm recognizing that there are things that to me, I think are common knowledge to all folk that, that are no, you know, connected yeah, like, to my time period. It's it is required reading kind of thing, you know. Like you, yeah. you got to know this, yeah, right before you get into Twenty One Savage. Like, let's give you a primer. First. Yeah, you got to go through at least twenty one episodes and of, Chappelle's uh, show, show, man. It, it and it holds up. I, yeah. It wasn't very long ago. I was yeah. with a friend in Baltimore, and we mm-hmm. were just watching old Chappelle. It was the night Chappelle was on SNL because mm-hmm. immediately we're thinking, man, you remember this? Oh, you remember Tyrone yeah. Bigsby? You remember this sketch? And yeah, yeah. That's what Chappelle does to you. Yeah. He's the I'm best. here for the free crack giveaway. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. So what's happening is Dave Chappelle back in the day got offered a giant, like how many millions of dollars? Uh, I don't know. The I don't know. Figure. Some ridiculous amount of money to continue doing a Chappelle show and he didn't do it. Mm-hmm. And he kind of, you know, just disappeared out of the public eye for a nice long period of time. And it was only for season three, right? He had only done two seasons. Yeah. So, I mean, it was an absurd amount of money for frankly a small amount of time yeah yeah but he didn't do it um and he you know kind of went out of the public guy he started doing stand-up here and there i actually caught him randomly two years ago doing oh. like a stand-up in columbus georgia oh not even atlanta georgia was it that oddball comedy i don't tour? know but okay. all i know is i'm like we walk, we were walking and we're like dave dave Chappelle, dave. like at a random venue across from the hotel we were at, we're like, there's no way Word. I'm not going to see Dave Chappelle yeah. if he's randomly here yeah. and I'm randomly in Columbus, Georgia, of all places. Ah, what was that like? It was like, it was, it, I'll say this, it was like he was testing out material. Okay. You know, sure. it was, he wasn't on, like, joke, 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 boom, boom, boom. It was yeah. kind of like, he was real nonchalant. Okay. Like, the guys before him were funnier than he was mm-hmm. because he didn't seem like he was really like, trying to go off sure you know he seemed like he was testing out a joke and walking back and forth real nonchalant and we left and we were like man that wasn't that wasn't really that what i expected Mm. you know so that didn't take away what i thought about dave Chappelle and seeing him on saturday night live made us all excited again because he killed there as well but he's now on netflix he's got a huge deal there which yep. is more than the deal he was going to get before on comedy central he's got two specials and they're going up on march 21st and it's only going to be on netflix i'm so excited yeah i'm so excited although i must admit watching him on snl not that long ago was weird I mean, seeing him jacked as hell. Yeah. I'm, I know he looked he was, different. He looked different. He was re, he just a little bit of a different behavior. I know mm-hmm. on SNL, it was smoking. Not, it was not all his material. He was doing stuff that people wrote for him. Yeah. So I want to see his material again. I yeah. just, th- that guy's, he's a legend. Yeah. He's a total legend. And Netflix is out here killing it. Netflix is out here doing big things. Mm-hmm. You know, they got Dave Chappelle and, you know, connecting the comic books. They've got Daredevil. They've got, Jessica Jones, they've got Luke Cage, they've got the Defenders coming, they've got Punisher coming, mm-hmm. and they got Iron Fist. See, not all is right in the kingdom right now. <laughs> not all is right in the kingdom. Netflix, speaking of Marvel earning it. Yeah. You know, they, they Netflix yeah. and Marvel have earned it yeah. right now. Yeah. Daredevil, Daredevil season two, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage. Yep. You know, it's it's been good. Yes. 
Yes. Now you can have you can is... you can kind of nitpick about something here and oh, there, yeah. but overall, I think we all collectively Stranger Things and all of the Marvel stuff and Thirteenth and all. And we got Bright coming up in the future, so very yes. similarly to how we feel about. When it comes to Marvel, we're like, oh, Netflix is doing it. And I really see in the future, like a lot of the really, really good movies that we're going to want to see, like these like deeper, smaller movies it's, and shows, it seems like they're going to end up on Netflix and Amazon and st- Netflix Hulu and stuff like that. Up. Like yeah. they, they have figured it out. They're going to be doing. putting out movies now. Yeah. You know, like yeah. the, the next big blockbuster might not be in a theater. It might be in your living room. That is, hey, you know what? You just you, that, that is say, advertising. What, did, what, did I just do that? Netflix right now. Copyright. Hi, Brock. Octavia say Newman. Wow. Comic book Junto episode sixty three. Holla at me if you want this money. <laughs> you know what I mean? But so uh, look, here's the thing. March seventeenth, St. Patrick's Day, we get brand new Marvel property on Netflix. And by brand new, I mean we have not visited this on screen yet. We get Iron Fist. <laughs> And it's not looking so good. Hey, look, all I'm going to say is this. These reviews are not promising. No. Now, I will say. Yeah, yeah, tell people how we feel about reviews. I don't read reviews Mm -hmm. because I don't want to know about reviews. Every podcast is somebody's first. I am a part of the Blackout Congregation. That's what I believe in. I watch one trailer. The purpose of a trailer is to determine if I am or am not going to watch the show or the movie or whatever case may be. After I've made my decision, I black out. I don't read, watch. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to do anything. However, there are human beings in my life that still send me things. Yeah. And just for the sake of the show, just for the sake of us reporting on something, someone sent a tweet and was like, hey, look, eek. Not looking good. So I click on the link and all I did was read the first line. Mm-hmm. And it says, what did, what did it say? It was something along the lines of like, um, <laughs> uh, Iron Fist is a lot worse than I thought it would be. Oh, God. Or something along those lines. I mean, it was it was powerful. It was It was this big, like, I didn't think it was going to be good. I didn't think it was going to be this bad. Yeah, so I'm pulling up the thing right here. It says, Iron Fist Review, the first six episodes, Marvel breaks winning Netflix streak with Iron Fist. And I closed it. I'm like, that's all I needed to hear. Now, I don't wish ill on no, anybody. No, 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 no. Especially no. on Marvel products, geek culture products. Like, I love this stuff. I mean... um, the guy who I'm doing the design apprenticeship with, we're talking about, so do you want to watch some episodes of Iron Fist when we're at the studio? He's like, I, what do you, th- I am binging that. Yeah. Next time, by, when it comes out, if it comes out on Friday, by Monday, we're going to have it all watched because, <laughs> let me, let me you know, be totally real. But here. now it's like, we, we've talked about like, I don't buy Finn Jones. Mm-hmm. He's kind of corny. Mm-hmm. He's not moving too well. I wish that, you know, they cast an Asian American. It seems like the story is basically Arrow. Like, I yeah, mean, it is. It is. It, it is basically, I mean, word for word, Oliver Queen suddenly disappears, was wealthy, family, boohoo. We, we're the bereaved. We have a funeral. Rich, he comes from a rich family. Suddenly he comes back. And here he is. He's the master of all things. It is very similar yeah. to something that we've seen before, which is working against it. Yeah. Now, the, Iron Fist, I, I don't know when the timeline when Iron Fist and, and Green Arrow were But we know Marvel and DC do this. Another. But this is, yeah, this, this is, is how it This goes. is what they do. Like, Nighthawk is clearly things. very similar to Batman. And, uh, yeah. You know. Yeah, right. And Swamp Thing is 100% a duplicate rip-off carbon copy. Just we're not there trash. yet. Trash. We're not there yet. Trash. Adam, we're going to get there. Man Thing's number one. But 
Finn Jones and Iron Fist have a lot of things going against it Mm -hmm. going into this premiere Mm -hmm. right now. Not to mention the fact that, in my opinion, Iron Fist works best, operates best when he's in the duo with Luke Cage. Okay. When it's in the Heroes for Hire. I think the duality of those two makes both of them win all the more. Mm -hmm. Having them individual is a little more of a struggle. With Luke Cage... Not that much of a struggle because we're seeing some we haven't seen before, right? Which is a black superhero who takes no shit and saves Harlem, and in a in a black community, yeah, a show that's very black, right. very nuanced, very intentional to communicate its blackness and its cult. I mean, even so much so that Chuck Styles thinks it's too black. It's kind of it's kind of heavy handed sure. with it's like laying layering the black on thick, sure. But you know, at the same time, it's a unique thing that gives us like, oh wow, this is something that's different which is good, which is kind of what we want. We don't want Jessica Jones and Daredevil and Luke Cage to all be the same show. Right, right. But on the opposite side, you have the story of Danny Rand, which is, you know, white guy is better at martial arts than all, all the people, the all the people that he learned it from. Yeah. So, like, wow. But ah, I'm we've we had that before. We've done. I, you got to work really hard and focus on what's wrong with this mm-hmm. in order for me to see that this is new and different and worth my time. Right. So that's why I like the pair together because they balance really well. Luke Cage, Iron Fist, right? Uh-huh. Power right. Man, Iron Fist. They balance really nicely together. When it's Iron Fist by himself. It's just a lot to prove. And it looks like that is not happening. Yeah. Now, I will say something that I don't hear often enough. The Netflix shows, the Marvel shows are really great, and mm-hmm. I love them very much. Mm-hmm. But all of those seasons, every single one, they're too long. Do you think go, so? I've, in my opinion, they go two, maybe three episodes too long, which means sometimes you get an episode that's just slow moving. Right, right. right. The fight, the, the Luke Cage joint where he's in jail. Yeah, the Luke Cage joint where he's being uh, boiled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, I'm like, yeah, we're, yeah. He are was, we still was, on this? Yeah. Yeah. And, and the same happened in Jessica Jones. And in Jessica Jones, it was different because it was just very gory and violent and dark. And I'm mm-hmm. like, my psyche can't take more episodes of that. Adam is too delicate. I'm too delicate. Yeah. I'm a glass cannon over here. I'm, <laughs> I'm glass. So uh, that is, that's a thing. And I, I think... The the shows are not perfect. This one in particular has a lot, a lot against it. And then there's Finn Jones. Yeah. Finn Jones is out here on Twitter having conversations with folks and it was a lot. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's, that there's, is a very good ascertainment. The, yeah, there's a, there's a lot that goes into this. Um, I can kind of try to give you like the short version. There's There's a lot of bits and pieces because ultimately Finn Jones tweeted something um, and he talked about, um, I believe it had to do with diversity. So he was saying something about how, um, so what, let me see what it says. Controversy came to a head this week when Jones himself took to Twitter to respond to a fellow user um, after he was asked to clarify an earlier tweet when Jones shared a tweet in which he expressed that representation is important. Mm-hmm. And at that time, Twitter user, um, uh, I, I'm not, I'm not going to butcher this name, so I'm just going to spell it out loud. A-S-Y-I-Q-I-N. Um, Heron. I'm sorry, I don't want to mispronounce your name because I'm just going to be saying I can't. Yeah, I, I've been reading this as Asi and uh, Asi Heron. 
uh, is the creative director for Geeks of Color. Yeah. So, of course, it, this is an establishment of geeks who yes. care very much about <clears throat> representation and diversity. Yeah. yeah. So, she says, you know, when he said that he, you know, he expressed that representation was important, she says, was, you know, are you serious? Is that something that you really mean? So, in the process of, like, an exchange back and forth, um, like... Which seemed civil, but passionate. You know what I mean? Where like nobody, Finn Jones and Asi, they weren't cursing each other out. They weren't uh, 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 calling each other names, but they cared a lot and disagreed, it seemed. But then there's the rest of the internet also. All who are all eating popcorn and uh, uh, observing. I was one of those people. Yeah. And I'm like, everybody can jump into the conversation, right? So the discourse is no longer one-to-one and it's, I don't even know what happened here, to be honest with you. Yeah, there's a lot. That's why I say it's a lot. Um, I'm not even going to try to like chop this up because I don't think it would be fair because I don't know that I know enough and I've read every tweet. I've seen a lot of the stuff that Finn Jones said. And I know that there was an accusation of white splaining. Mm-hmm. Basically, um, Finn Jones trying to explain representation, representation yeah. and diversity to this Asian woman. Yeah. Um, and trying to break it down. Some of the tweets that we see from Finn is like, um, uh, it says all different backgrounds. I will go as far um, to say that it may be one of the most diverse shows out of the three talking about iron fist. Um, he says, Danny Rand's Danny Rand may have, uh, remained true to its source material, but our show incorporates and celebrates actors, um, from I'm assuming different backgrounds. And he says, yes, I am for real. Please don't make assumptions on our show before you have seen it. Um, <clears throat> and he also says, uh, a more progressive way forward is to hold the problems up to uh, up to account while also highlighting characters that are diverse. Um, he says, I get it, but changing the character isn't the solution. It's better to keep his flaws and inspect them. Um, it makes for a rich, intelligent, provoking show. There are a lot of characters in Dan in Danny, which are problematic. That's the point. Rather than shy away from them, we, you know... Like I think that, I think that's what he's saying. Rather than shy away from them, they're like inspecting them. Which is the, that has been the statement for Marvel and the production team already, right? We've we've seen that statement issued previously. The actress who is playing Colleen Wing uh, has had talked about some of those yeah. racial tones. He mentions Colleen. He says Colleen, a very well written and represented Asian American female lead. Um, I understand your friend. Uh, yeah. So he's so he's he's trying to touch on a lot of these things, um, and he says. Uh, there are examples in the show, but I don't know. So it's it's a lot of tweets. It's hard for me to like really gather, um, <clears throat> really gather uh, what exactly happened. And that's what's hard about the internet. Mm-hmm. It's hard about Twitter, you know. And it's hard about talking to people who you don't know and don't know you, and they can't see your face, can't see your body language, can't hear your tone of voice. Like you can mean well or not mean well, and mm-hmm. people can take it good or take it bad. Or like, yeah. I mean, there's so many, there's so many different ways to look at this, but I, but what we can kind of talk about is like Finn Jones, actual, um, what he actually 
said like his what 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 was the, his statement? Is that the way to put it? Well, so I want to I want to say this. I I have two reactions, two immediate reactions, and and they've stayed pretty consistent after trying to explore what happened here. And then Finn Jones quits Twitter, and there's more conversation about why oh, yeah. he so, quits Twitter. So, so ultimately, th- th- just to bring that all all together, yeah, I can say blurred. People of color, yeah. Twitter, Black Geek Twitter, people of color, Twitter, that community, basically, you know, they don't play. Yeah. If you don't know, they don't play. They ain't, they ain't the ones when yeah. it comes to this. You can't come out there saying any old thing, any old kind of way. You can't go on no, you know, and even if you, you know, that's just that's just what it is. It's just, mm-hmm. They're just not those people. Mm-hmm. So in the process of that, that back and forth and that exchange, and I don't know how many tweets that he got. Because I'm assuming there are plenty of people who are expressing their opinion to Finn Jones. He left mm-hmm. Twitter. Yeah, that's right. Deleted his account. And then that was a whole thing where now it's like, my dude deleted his account? What's mm-hmm. good? Which I don't think was, I think that just kind of like added fuel to the fire. Like mm-hmm. making it seem like, oh, do you feel like you did something wrong? Did your publicist come in um, and tell you to shut up? Or like whatever. So there's all kinds of speculation about why he left. Yeah, and even conversations, interviews afterward with Asiye, uh, the the person who originally leveraged uh, uh, comments and critiques to Finn Jones, it, it seems like all of those interviews begin and end with, so what exactly happened here? Yeah. And Asiye will say something along the lines of like, I'm not totally sure. You know, but, but here's how I feel. Yeah. So uh, my two reactions that I that I hinted toward. One, man, I, I've, I'm forever rolling my eyes at Finn Jones. Uh-huh. I'm rolling my eyes at because you because I want you to figure out how to act because this keeps happening. Like you get into a conversation or someone asks you for your official word on this subject, and you goof it up by trying to be good. I'm, I imagine you have good intentions, but you kind of goof it up by saying, let me tell you about how important rep- representation is to me. Now, here's my second reaction. Your statement and how you feel about representation doesn't matter. What matters is that you're listening to the people who are talking to you. That's how I feel. So my reaction is, I'm rolling my eyes at you because you haven't learned this yet. And the thing that you should have learned is just listen. You can sit and listen and say, I'm glad you shared that with me. Let's talk once the show is out. And I want Marvel to do the same thing where Marvel is saying, actually, it's not a representation thing. And when you think about it, it's a very feminist show because we have powerful like that. Don't change the conversation and don't tell me that you have an important statement to make because you're trying to impress me because what you're trying to say is like, well, the thing that we are saying should satisfy you, but that's not what's happening here. What I want is for Marvel, for Finn Jones, for anyone who is defending their roles or having to explain these situations to shut up, to listen, and then stand by the artwork by saying, let's continue the conversation. Or I hope that we can talk about this once the show is available, you know, something along the lines of like, Mm -hmm. when, when it comes out and you're capable of seeing it, I hope we get to talk. Yeah. But for right now, like, don't, Peacock, don't try to impress me. What's don't, Peacock? Peacock as in like, don't show off with your representation matters. Yeah. Because I don't think you're saying that because you believe it right uh-huh. now, even though you might, even right. though I hope you do. Right. You're not saying because you believe it right now, you're saying it because you think it's going to satisfy someone. Uh-huh. And that's not the point. Like the point is, like be better, learn, listen, 
Mm-hmm. You know, in, in fact, Marvel has, I, I can't remember which comic it is. It might be the America, America Chavez book. Um, I saw in the corner of the comic, there was an advertisement for X-Men, right? One of the new X-Men teams uh-huh. is coming. X-Men Blue and X-Men Gold. And in the corner of this little advertisement, it says something along the lines of like, we're listening to you. You talk, we listen. Uh-huh. And what they're basically saying is, you want X-Men? We give you X-Men. Take that slogan and apply it to all of your diversity issues right now. You talk, we listen. Like, shut up about X-Men. <laughs> Apply that to something that's really important and difficult mm-hmm. and eat a little humble pie and just be quiet for a second. Yeah. That's that. It, it's frustrating to me, especially because there are powerful, privileged white people who are just doing a shitty job of listening and learning. And that's disappointing. I'm like, that's that's a bad look for me. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a bad look for why is that a bad look for you? It's a bad look for me because I'm white. I'm privileged. I don't want to be associated with your ignorance mm-hmm. because I feel like I'm working harder and I'm taking an L when I say something incorrect. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm doing a good job with that. Of granted, there are far sure. fewer pressures on me because uh-huh. I'm not a giant corporation or an incredibly like uh, uh, well known and acknowledged famous individual. But it's it's just a bad look. It feels like a bad look. Like that's that that's not good. I want you to learn how to do this better. Even so, like one as a human, and two as a PR machine. It's a bad PR for you. Yeah, it seems that Marvel Marvel. Uh, so here's how I see it. I don't think that these people who are associated with this corporation and the corporation itself, this aspect of them, yeah, have really gotten a grasp over this representation conversation when it comes to their films and TV stuff. Yeah. I think they're still working through how to do that mm-hmm. and they're trying to put on as though they've got it. Yeah. <clears throat> and not understanding that that's part of the issue. You know, part you know of what? The, that's, that's a really good point. Part of the issue is your inability to acknowledge that you don't have it. Mm-hmm. So it seems like there's so much pressure or so much of a focus on, no, no, we got it. We got it. Look, 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 we got it. We got it. Look, look, look. No, 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 no. And I know in my life, I have people who are like that, mm-hmm. who don't get better because all of their focus is on telling you why they're good already. Yeah. they're So good. they miss out on opportunities to grow and learn and develop and be better because there's no need to be better because they get it already. Mm -hmm. And it's like, but you don't get it. That's why you keep messing it up. Mm -hmm. And when you go to them with feedback or, or critique or even criticism, they're very defensive, not because you've offended them, but because of the lack of humility and going, no, 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 you can't correct me. I get it already. So now they feel like they have a place to be offended or a place to kind of like get their back up because you're critiquing them. Because in their mind, they're like, don't you understand? We made Tilda Swinton because feminism. Yeah. Don't you understand? Colleen, be, like, femi- I don't, like, you keep talking to me like I don't understand representation. And what happens is, is you start to pit, like, feminism versus, like, people of color being represented as though 
one the, might be the, more valuable. The quota than has been filled. Yeah. So again, it's a red herring. Google yeah. red herring if you don't know what I'm talking about. But it's basically something after to t- James Howard. It's basically <laughs> yeah. It's basically something to take you off the trail to distract you. Mm-hmm. So when we say, listen, when it comes to people of color in this whole conversation of white savior, like this white savior trope, um, and the fact that you're saying representation is important, but all of the Asian people from what we can see thus far are the large majority of them are villains Mm -hmm. and they know martial arts. They know this, that, and the other thing, but this rich privileged white guy gets stranded and learns Kung Fu or martial arts from these indigenous people from this particular environment, Mm -hmm. learns it better than them, brings it back to America, Mm -hmm. does it better than them. And then, well, we really believe in re- representation a lot. Feminism. Look at Colleen Whitten. It's like, oh, wait, hold, hold up. Yeah. Why are you... You know, both exist, right? Because what's happening is like, you're going, we ticked the box. Mm-hmm. So you, there is no feat, there is no critique to be made. Don't you recognize we ticked the representation box? And we say again, like we see on the show a lot, good. Yeah. But... Yeah. You know what I mean? That doesn't mean that you're above reproach and you're above you're you're above, you know, critique. I had a vision and it's Marvel 20 years from now. Uh-huh. And Marvel Studios, their actors, their writers, their producers, everything. They have a danger room. Just like the X-Men. Hmm. And they go into the danger room and walls open up and what comes out it's not Sentinels is people of color. <laughs> right. And they lodge complaints immediately. And they're right. like, I don't think that you get it. And they, the screenwriters, they have to figure out now, you figure it out now. Yeah. Before you work on it, yeah. before you produce yeah. it, yeah. before you yeah. put it out in the public, yeah. you get that shit straight now. That's a great, that, in that, the danger room. And in, in as, as ha ha he he as that is, <laughs> yeah. Marvel, you might want to look, you might want to listen to comic book Junto, like, yes. because, there's something to that. Like That's you, why? And I don't, I'm not going to say what you don't do because I don't know what you do when you don't do. But again, by the way, I'm not, I'm not advocating. I'm not saying fight the people of color. I'm not saying like there's combat. <laughs> you deal with it right I'm now. I'm saying there's combat. But I'm saying like you understand what is taking place right now. Yeah. Before you walk into it. Because the like, internet- by the way, thanks for your comments. Check out the show in two weeks. I'm like, no, you already messed up though. Yeah. I mean, the internet, <laughs> You baked Ma- that bread. Yeah, the internet made a lot of noise about, hey, hashtag AA Iron Fist. AA yeah. Iron Fist. Asian American Iron Fist. Yeah. You know, a lot of us said that we wanted that. A lot of us mentioned that we wanted that, but they made the decision anyway. Okay, you make the decision. Mm-hmm. Now, you're getting pushback. I mean, from... <laughs> like, I'm really interested in seeing the mo- in the, seeing the show because I'll tell you one thing that this does. Everybody gonna watch the show now. Mm-hmm. Not that we weren't gonna watch it before, but now we're definitely gonna watch it mm-hmm. because... Now we need to watch it to actually be able to have a conversation about what we watched. Yeah. So I just think that it's important, like you said, one, they really do need to have a danger room type situation. Yes. You know, yeah. they need to have a situation where you can sit these people down and go like, no, let's talk about it. You know, you need to go talk to the people from Geeks of Color. Mm-hmm. You, you, like you need to not like make beef, mm-hmm. like talk, talk it through. Like, what's the issue? What's the problem? What's going on? Like, how did we, how did we mess up? And it goes back to the thing of like acknowledging that you don't have it all together. Yeah. As much as you want to believe. And we all know what that's like. We want 
to be able to say that we get it. Yeah. We don't want anyone to be able to tell us that we messed up, but you got to get it wrong the right way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's mm-hmm. how you grow. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. We will see what happens. We'll and see where we go from here. I also want to clarify too, you know, the, the, the show can come out. One, one, the first six episodes, maybe the six, those six episodes are bunk. Who knows? Maybe the rest of it is amazing. The show could come out and it could be incredibly woke. It could just nail it. It could be amazing. It could blow my mind away, but it could still be a crappy show. You know, it, that, that doesn't necessarily mean it's interesting. And it could go reverse, too. It could be the best show of all time. It's the best written show I've ever seen, best acted show. The, the, the fight scenes are incredible. But it could still be, like, frustratingly dumb when it comes to cultural consideration and sensitivity and, and representation. You know, it could be any mix of those things. So if you're going to try to put work into making it a good TV program that is going to satisfy audiences right now, 2017, why would you not put that cultural sensitivity into it also? Why would you not give it the same consideration, the same thoughtfulness? Why, why would you go all in on the plot and the fight scenes and the effects but offend a group of people, you know, like I think again, figure it out in the danger room. I think Finn Jones from hearing him talk, from hearing Tilda Swinton speak from, from hearing these people speak in the comments they're making. Cause that's all I have to go by. I think there's a real piece where you don't get it. Yeah. And there's there's grace you know to what? not Finn Jones need to hit up Margaret Cho. Okay, I said it. <laughs> Finn Jones, you got to send an email. I don't know if that's what you want to do. Margaret Cho. I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, you know what's interesting? I was gonna say I'm sure there are Asian people in in Marvel's community, and I was like, well, when you think about representation, are there? Yeah, I, you know, do you have those perspectives? Do you have publicists right. and people who can be able to speak to that? And what can do, you be sure? Do of? you have a relationship with, with those people where you can discuss that and you know and be free and be able to talk it through back and forth? I don't know what you do and don't have. I don't know what you have. Yeah, but, I don't know. Um, I would like to believe that Finn Jones thinks that what he's saying is on point. Mm-hmm. And that still doesn't excuse you for being off. Yeah, agreed. You know what I mean? Agreed, agreed. Like your intention and the actual result, like your intention doesn't like protect you. Mm-hmm. Your intention doesn't like shield you. You can't go, well, I didn't mean to. Like we use the, in that, the simple analogy, if you hit somebody with a car and go, I didn't mean to. It's like, well, fine. You know what? I mean, actually, I appreciate I appreciate that you didn't mean to, but you still hit me. And, I'm thinking, and if you keep and if you keep driving like that, you're going to hit another person. So you can't just pop, you can't hit people and then just go, "I didn't mean to," and everything's going to be okay. It's right. not going to be okay. Right, right. And you're offending people, so you need to learn how to address this. And that goes back. We're back around again to say, I think that there's maybe an intention and an attempt, which there's something to that. There's some value there. There's something to point out and say, well, you know, word up. Mm-hmm. Continue to try because while you're hitting the mark in these areas, there's still areas where you have opportunities to grow. And there's grace for you because we love these products. We love these properties. We love these things that you're doing. And we want you to continue doing this. This is not a hate situation because, like, I just want to talk about what Finn Jones actually said, like, when he was asked about it. And just to kind of clarify where he's at. So, because this is a quote from him, yeah. he says, 
There's a huge benefit to engaging and helping shape conversations on social media, especially when it comes to giving a voice to social matters. My original intent was to amplify um, a speech made by Riz Ahmed at the House of Commons. It was a very articulate and important speech on representation that I wholly agree with. Um, after posting, I was inundated by people accusing me of not being allowed to share his voice based on an assumption that our show is going to play into the problems of racial and and inequality on screen. I engaged politely, diplomatically, and attempted to bridge the divide. I'm currently in the middle of filming and I need to stay focused on bringing to life this character without judgment. So I decided to remove myself from Twitter for the time being. I'm very proud to work um, of the work everyone has done on this series. And I'm excited for people to see how we've adapted the story. We have gone to great lengths to represent a diverse cast with an intelligent, socially progressive storyline i hope people can watch the show before making judgments in times as di as divisive as these we need to stay unified compassionate and understanding in our differences in everything he said i get it i also get the vibe that you just made yourself the victim yeah and that not just that not just the victim but the final word you made yourself the victim and the final word. Interesting. Right? Because it's just like... Like, we need to we need to unify ourselves and I'm I'm out and I'm done. And that's... It's like, yo, fam, like, the conversation continues. Yeah. Like, you don't get to decide when this starts and begins and ends and whatever. And just because you step out, you make your statements. Like, fam, you made statements and the way the world works, people get to talk back to you. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to be on Twitter. Ain't nobody asked you to be on Twitter. But if you're going to be on Twitter, you're going to respond to someone ask you a question and... They don't have to like they in like well I responded politely and he goes I'm trying to film right now and I and I'm currently in the middle of filming and I need to stay focused on bringing light to this character without judgment so I decided to remove myself well bye all of that goodbye you know, all of that might be true all of that might might, might be true but that don't and make that don't that, change what you just said exactly but it doesn't change and here's what I see here's what I see is happening here and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna articulate this in the form of a suggestion to white people who are listening to this right now mm -hmm. and anyone in any position of privilege because privilege is dynamic and contextual yeah and you know you, you need to understand your audience who you're talking to and what you have versus what they may not you you need to you know be be considerate toward the people you're speaking with yeah right when you're in a scenario like this don't approach this as though the outcome is to be on level ground. Like, let mm. me make sure I'm on the same playing field with you. I just want you to know I'm on the same playing field for you. If you are in a position, position of privilege, you need to boost those people up and step yourself down. Because privilege means that you're always going to be up. You're always going to be up and above. So for you to say, like, let me come down. And meet you. Let me descend from where I was and tell you I was here the whole time. I want you to know how important representation is to me. And I will commit the final word on how important it is. That's not the point. Show me that you're going to boost them up and step down. Because that's hard. Mm -hmm. Because that takes awareness that is difficult. Like emotionally taxing and in in some ways, a little demoralizing. I mean, it's like, when's the last time you looked at yourself and you told yourself, I'm not the best? Hmm. Sometimes it's helpful to re be reminded of that thing. Yeah. And it's, I'll tell you what, it's going to tell, I think it's going to help someone understand that you're being legit and that you're coming at this uh, thoughtfully 
if you show some vulnerability rather than telling that person ex- exactly what your your thesis is on representation and the importance of yeah, diversity. Yeah, we, we shouldn't like, do it this way. Dude, we should do it this did way. Did you not think that's why I brought this up in the first place? Did you not think that's why I lodged the complaint? Because I think diversity is important. Like, don't tell me what I'm already telling you. Yeah. Don't just bark it back. And I think the thing that Finn is mis- misunderstanding is the 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 alleged accusation of white splaining is when you went on to explain to her what diversity was and why when you important. went to on to explain to her what representation was and how it should be and how you should do it this way instead of that way and it's like this and not like that it's better to do it this way with this yeah. and here's what we're doing and we're doing it this way because so and so and so and it's like yeah fam you're 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 missing it like you're you're missing it. You you think that this is a you are right. Like we, I talk about this all the time about how one person can say a true thing and another person can say a true thing and then it turns into Highlander. Mm-hmm. Like there can be only one. Yeah, right. Like either yeah. I'm right and you're wrong, or you're right and I'm wrong. And you you pro- proclaim the true thing that you're saying as though the other person is wrong. You create a competition. And sometimes you can just sit in the thing you know to be true and let them say a true thing and go, hey, man, that's true. Yeah. And you don't have to present a counter yeah. tr- statement, which is true. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and I think that's what Finn's missing here. Like, Agreed. And what, in, combined with what you're saying, you and your place of privilege can have a true thing, but maybe it's not time because you can get your true thing off all the time because of your because of your you, you always privilege. have the opportunity yeah but this person doesn't so if they're expressing something because i don't think you can argue that what other people are saying about this there's a real perspective here mm-hmm. the opportunity is to be able to like you're saying say you know what people are always gonna be able to hear my voice i'm finn jones mm-hmm. i'm iron fist mm-hmm. i'm about to be on tv i'm on game of thrones yeah i'm on netflix there's never going to be a shortage of opportunities people people hear my voice but how often do i get to be able to hear the perspective of someone else because i'm making this for you yeah you know what i mean so again this kind of like i need to be able to go and do this without judgment because i'm focusing on something and i hope it's so passive aggressive mm-hmm. and i would hope that you be able to you know uh can watch the show before making judgments in times as devices of these we need to come together and be unified compassion understanding in our differences mm-hmm. and it's like well you sure did a good job at that on twitter the other day danger room baby so danger room hey man we gonna watch iron fist yeah. We'll have our thoughts. Yeah. Um, I'll probably have it watched in all of uh, two days, yeah, maybe three. Yeah. I'm going to talk to you all in 2018. Can't <laughs> wait to finish that show. Yeah. So that's that. That's our news. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to do some talk back. This should be fun. Yeah. We got a little bit of talk back for you this week. Yeah. A talk back is the segment of the show where we give you an opportunity to speak with us because we love that part of the Junto. That's part of the Junto is the discourse. It's a conversation. It goes both ways, even when Octavius and I are not on the microphone. Yeah. You can always send us a tweet. You can tweet, uh, uh, hit us up at our Twitter account. It's at comic book Junto. You can use the hashtag ask CBJ. Mm-hmm. Ask us your questions about upcoming Netflix shows. Ask us questions about comics that are out right now. What should I be reading? Was Man Thing good? Did, it, did Adam have a broken heart this Wednesday? Right. You can, check, you our, you can check our Instagram for that. There's there's a answer to that question. Yeah, I'm, I'm working through it. You know, if you need, if you want, talk about life. Yeah, whatever you want. Conversations. Mm-hmm. If you want to give me some parenting advice. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If you want to give Adam some parenting advice. Absolutely. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> put that in my back pocket. Yeah. Another thing, you can leave us a voicemail. We've got a voicemail. We're actually going to play some voicemails on this episode. This week, you can leave us a phone number at 215-948-2742. If you don't want the show, to, if you don't want that voicemail to end up on the show, make sure you say that. Otherwise, it is fair game. Again, 215-948-2742. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got, they got the email, right? Email comicbookjunto at barefruit.com. That's B3ARFRUIT.com. That's right. All right. So we're going to start out with a couple voicemails. And here is the first one. And here we go. Hello, comicbookjunto. Hello, Killer Croctavius A. Newman and Adam Jumpman Thing Teteris. There it is. Sorry, I cut out a little bit a while ago. Uh, my question is, I'm just so curious on how you guys are so creative at coming up with your AKAs. Um, my name is Zach Block, AKA uh, I Have Nothing. Um, curious if you guys could maybe adopt a name to me, an AKA. That'd be sick. Love the show. Keep it up, guys. Talk to you later. All right. Okay, Zach Block. So he I wants, see you. He wants some AKAs. Okay. All right. All right, man. I got a couple of. I, I, I'm just working on this through the show. Okay. Right. As soon as we got this. Yeah, I got a couple in there. No, I just want y'all to meet my man, Zach Block, aka Zach O'Lantern. Okay. Aka Zach Rock. Zach Rock. Oh. Aka Zach of Hearts. Uh huh. Aka Captain Zach Sparrow. That's right. Aka Union Zach. <laughs> That's what I got for you right now, man. So wait, those are my portmanteaus. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. So we need to talk about... So Adam and I put some AKA of those AKAs game. together. And it's fun, <laughs> yeah, as you can see. Props Octavius on Zach Sparrow. That was definitely a... a, a that was an Octavius original. Hey, man, this is... Th- but I got that Zach Rock, Zach Rock. That was I good. a little Frank Ocean on it. <laughs> A <laughs> Zach Rocky oh, <laughs> off the good. dome. A Zach Rocky that's off the good. top of the dome. See, Zach, I'm writing this stuff down. It's not even my name. <laughs> it's all right. It's, it's never for him. Use this again. It's for him. I mean, email I mean? you, Zach Black. There it is. <laughs> so listen, let's talk about AKAs. Let's talk about how we do these because it's first of all, as you can see, it's so much fun. <laughs> like we just have a good time making these up. But Man, Adam, we're over here living La Vida Loki right now. Yeah, yes, this is. Yes, you know this. Living is. La Vida Loki. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh man, AKAs are. Uh, you know, we we're, we're uh, you, you steal and you borrow, right? You, you grab this from uh, other podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, other shows do this. Fan Bros. Yeah, uh, incorporate AKAs all the time. And but I mean, rappers do this. Bodega Boys, AKAs yeah. are yeah. crazy. Yeah. Um and uh it's and it's a Listen, blast, Stephen but- Donald Trump out here. I got AKAs as well. Okay, it's forty five. AKA D Trizzy. <laughs> AKA right. forty five. Okay. Uh listen. I'm AKA not- he shall not be named. Okay. Now, y'all y'all can y'all can y'all can act like it's a game if you want. Uh, yes. I tell you guys on a regular basis, uh, the forty five uh has got the forty five on deck. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh the wall's going up. Mm-hmm. Uh, play with it if you want to. Okay. Oh no! Try to come across the wall if you want to. Oh, um, it's about to go down. Wall's going up on a Tuesday. Okay, and it's going to be up on the regular. Yeah. Okay. Listen, um, my man's got the burner on deck. Uh, I tell you guys <laughs> this because it's not a game. Think it's a game till them things come out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and uh, uh, my my man, uh, uh, I sp- spice. Yeah, I lost for words, spi- my uh, man. Spice dog, spice dog, spicy boy. Okay, he's gonna he's gonna handle it from here. I'm I'm tired of talking to you guys because you okay. guys don't listen. All right, and uh, Putin as well. Okay, he he. They're saying that I've I've got relationships with them. That's right. They're saying that I've got relationships with uh, Russia. I don't know anybody in I Russia. Heard. Nobody. Okay. Yeah. So uh, don't don't play with me. You were hanging with Putin last week on this show. I heard if there's there's audio evidence. Putin was here with you, Mr. Trump. 
I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, okay. Never, alternative never, facts. That, that is exactly what that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Alternative Zach. Yay! Hey! <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's look, it. All right. So how do we the do thing. these? So all right. Look. Uh, here's what the game is. In, in AKA is a portmanteau. A portmanteau is a combination of two words to make a new word. Right. So, so in this case, is name. So it's kind of like here, here's the way I like sign, sound it out. It's like Octavius. So Ock and Croc sound the same. So you, so you take a word that already is, sounds like the beginning or the end of what you're going to say, or mm-hmm. can t- or a, or a, a you know a sound or a word that connects to something else. So microphone check one two face. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Two face is already there, but you go microphone check one two. So you just put that together, like twenty one savage. So savage land twenty one savage land. You just put it together. Same kind of thing. So. Adam, one of my favorites, Aunt Mayback. Aunt Mayback. So you got Aunt May already there. You got Mayback. May is already there. Aunt Mayback. You put it together. That's how it goes down. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You do whatever you want. You just let the words like flow into one another and goof around with them from time to time. And honestly, you just got to look at my notes on my iPhone. (laughs) It'll hit me in the middle of a walk. Yes. And be like, oh, Old man toe low. Yo, listen, you know, Frank Castlevania. Yeah, just out of, I just oh, made that up. <laughs> yeah, sometimes, that, sometimes you know, every once in a while you don't get it. Not everyone's gonna be grand slam. Yeah. Right? And you bounce it off one of your friends yeah, and they're yeah. just like, just work with it. Nah. Lean with it, rock with it. Yeah. yeah just try it out. Yeah. So there, there you go, Zach. That that I think that's your starter set on the AKAs. There yeah. you go. Mm-hmm. All right. So we got another voicemail. Again, listen, as you can see, these voicemails can be fun. 215-948-2742. Leave us a voicemail. Here's our next one. All right, here we go. Hey, what's happening, fellas? It's your boy uh, at that site guy, a.k.a. Tim Draco, <laughs> a.k.a. Darth Gridius, <laughs> a.k.a. Han Solo Dolo, <laughs> a.k.a. Bruce Make It Wayne, <laughs> a.k.a. J. Jonah Flameson, <laughs> a.k.a. Frederick Douglass, I just had to do my own hype, man. But, you know, I ain't worried I ain't worried too much about it. Listen, I just wanted to hit y'all up. I'm glad to be a friend of the Junto. A-Tet, shout out. Love the passion. Uh, man thing, Tat, that's like a new standard, level of standard for me. So, you know, it, is it that serious to me that I, I would tattoo it on my body? You know, just you got to measure this passion thing out, you know. So I appreciate that. That's, that's a good look. Um, Ak, welcome to the fold of fatherhood. I mean, it's a beautiful thing. Looks like you got a little Danielle Cage on the way from the looks of things. Congrats, man. All right, y'all. I just wanted to hit you up. Y'all be good. That's psych guy. Frederick Douglass. With some love. Yo, I am jealous. Lost. That I did not come up yeah. with Frederick Douglass. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, that. Uh, Frederick Douglass. That's. Yo, can't even. That is gold. Can't even. That's great. That is uh, that is one of my favorite voicemails we have ever received. Yo, listen, man. I'm gonna tell you right now. I love. did not have the energy when I came here, and I heard that <laughs> voicemail, and I was like, "Thank you. You brought me back to life." Yeah. Yo, yeah. we were cracking up. Yeah. That was good. His own hype man. That was his, good. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Yeah, I I just I enjoy that so thoroughly, and uh, I'm I'm glad you stick with us for the show. Uh, you uh, guys are all friends of the Junto. We appreciate y'all. Oh, no doubt. This, no doubt you listen, guys. I'm gonna tell you when you guys leave us voicemails, 
it really does make us happy. Yeah. It really it's like it's yeah. like it's great. It's like, man, somebody thought about us and they called us and they left us a voicemail or they shot a tweet at us or they sent us an email. Like that stuff really means a lot. So we mm-hmm. appreciate you guys when y'all do that. It, mm-hmm. it brightens up our day. We got anything left in the hopper? Yeah, we got we got a few more. Okay. All right. So um, this is from at Detroit Mail at Comic Book Junto. It says, hashtag ask CBJ, how many issues do you give a comic before you stop buying? I almost gave up on Mosaic, but issue five kept my interest. That is a good question. We, I know we've gotten questions uh, about you know how, how many do you pick up before you realize you like it or you don't like it, and we've had different answers for that. And I honestly, th- for me, there is sometimes this little obligation of I, let me just see this through. You know, yeah, I'm not even enjoying this anymore, but let me just see this yeah. through. And I'm, I'm going to be real with you right now. The, the the current arc of Power Man Iron Fist right now is just not my favorite. Hmm. At the same time, there's some components of this that have said, like, Adam, just pick it up yeah. and have it and enjoy the experience while it's here. Because guess what? It's going away soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so I, I can afford that and I, I can accommodate that. That is that is my own personal uh, privilege to be able to fit that into my budget. But m- by my standards, if I get two issues that I am not feeling back to back, I'm out. Hmm. I'm out. For me, it's a feeling like I don't buy things I'm not enjoying. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of a vibe thing for me. And sometimes it's like, well, let me finish out the arc. Let me see how it goes. And then sometimes it's like, I don't care about this. Mm -hmm. Like if I find that I am picking up comics and not reading them, I stop buying them. Mm -hmm. Once Once I acknowledge that, I have that moment, I'm like, wait, even if I was like enjoying this, I would have been reading it. Yeah. You know, and if this is something I really want, I'll go back to it. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I'll pick it up later. So that's kind of how I look at it. So one of the signs is I'm buying it, but I'm not reading it. Yes. That's one. Yeah. And number two, if I'm just not enjoying myself, I'll either say, I don't want to buy this anymore. Or it's like, hey, you know what? I'll finish the arc. Now, another thing that yeah. also helps this out, budget. Yes. Budget makes it a lot easier to cut comics. Yeah. Put a budget on yourself. You, it, you introduce a constraint. And you will choose the ones that, that you, enjoy you truly most. enjoy. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. You know what I mean? Because like when you say, "Man, I ain't got but ten dollars this week," mm-hmm. so you get you get yeah. what is worth ten dollars. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, and and that's a component of it too. And this this is important. These books aren't going to go away. They're not going to burn up forever. They're not going to disappear into you know some like mysterious corner of the universe. Mm-hmm. After some time, it's going to collect into a trade. And no doubt, if you have friends who are listening to the Junto, if you've got anybody that you talk to about comics, if you've got them into comics, ask them what they're picking up. Because if you know that Octavius is picking up Power Man Iron Fist, you can just get that copy from him that week. Yeah. You know? That's what, listen, man. Share. We talk about this all the time. Back when we were kids, we didn't have money to buy all them comics. No. So you have to buy comics and trade with your friends. Yeah. I mean, Adam and I do that to this day. Absolutely. You know? Which is why I'm so frustrated that Marvel took those digital downloads away. Yeah. Because don't even come at me with your like free issue one of this book I don't even want. Yeah, I already have Marvel. Power Man Iron Fist number one. Yeah. Anyway. Whatever. <laughs> Next question. Hope that helps. This is uh, at C- Chrisoku. Wow. Struggle is real. Here, read that. What's that okay. say? What am I looking at? I'm, I'm at the Chriso- top? No, that right here. This one right here. Okay, I'm looking at... Uh, did I just mess yeah, it up? Yeah, you got reminders. Okay, I'm looking at at Criso Quadrado. Right. Yeah, at, at Criso Quadrado. Good job, Adam. Mm-hmm. Thank you. All right, it says, um, how do you feel about some of these comics featuring prote- 
featuring protagonists of color, but are made by white creative teams. Hashtag ask CBJ. <laughs> Brian Michael Bendis. Everything he makes. Mm. How do you feel about that? I mean, look, like, I would like to see good stories told, mm-hmm. and I would like to see representation in the creative rooms. Mm-hmm. So I want both. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I don't want the fact that we have to have a conversation about that sounds like, which one do you want? And, and this isn't this isn't like a criticism of your question, but I'm just talking about the nature of what it brings up. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, do you want Brian Michael Bendis writing good stories? Or do you want people of color? It's like, to, have you seen Moonlight? Mm-hmm. Have you read Black Panther? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, there's people of color out there who can do this, but I don't have the conversation, I don't have the mentality that goes, if you're not a woman, you can't write a woman. If you're not a person of color, you can't write a person of color. But I do think that there's a level of value in the fact that Moonlight came out the way it did because it was done by someone who who represents like the story that was being told. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I enjoy Spider-Man. And Invincible Iron Man. You know what I'm saying? So I'm enjoying that. So it's, it's, it's something where it's, I don't know, honestly, I don't, it's hard for me to, like have a a hard stance on it because I think that all of those are all of those options are possible ways to tell good stories. So I don't want to minimize either one. Mm -hmm. I think representation is important. Mm -hmm. I think representation in the creative rooms, illustrators, writers, colorists, letterers, all of that directors, actors, all of that, is important. And I think that people of color in the books are important. Yeah. And I think that telling good stories are important. Yeah. So all of those things are important. All of those things need to raise the bar on those need to raise. Yeah. So, and I think as representation starts to become like more appropriate, I think that this conversation will start to change. Yes. Like we'll have more representation in the actual books. We'll have more representation behind the scenes. So the conversation will kind of even out a little bit. The fact that the conversation is so lopsided, I think that's the point yeah. rather than what you can and can't do. Yeah. It's like the fact that we have to have this conversation kind of like is more of what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Word. Um, I, uh, I'm, th- I'm thinking of, um, the end of the conversation we were just having about Finn Jones. Yeah. There are multiple truths. It is true that good storytellers are talented and should tell stories. It is true that it is a boost in amplification when a story is being told from the perspective of the characters or group of people that are in the book, yeah. you know, in the story. It's important that, I think it's important that America, the comic book America about America Chavez, a, a queer Latina woman superhero is written by a queer Latina woman. I'm, I mean, I think that's legit. I think that's yeah. a boost. I will also say her writing style is not my favorite. So it's like, oh, I wonder what this book would be like if it was written by someone else. Well, it would be different. It would be told differently by a different person and it would make it less important. So, you know, it's a little bit of column A, it's a little bit of column B. It, to to Octavius's point, you know, we, we we can stand to raise the bar on on all of this. Yeah. It just the the people that deserve to be in the writing room, that deserve to be in the creative space are 
everybody, not yeah. just white people, not yeah. just heterosexual people, yeah. not just, you know, blondes, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, the, the people who deserve to be in that room are everyone. And that's why we say representation mm-hmm. an accurate representation in the books and those creating the books. Mm-hmm. And that starts to <clears throat> balance out the conversation a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. All right. couple more. So at uh, Lord Penniless uh, tweets, um, comic book junto, hashtag ask, <coughs> excuse me, hashtag ask CBJ, where does Marvel go after 10 years of building up to Infinity War? It's failure around the corner after Thanos. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. So <coughs> in this question, Lord Penniless is asking about the MCU. Yes. The, the films, because the Infinity War is coming up. That's mm-hmm. the next huge film. It's the next Avengers film that's going to put all these franchises together. Guardians of the Galaxy, Captain America, Iron Man, Captain Marvel, Black Panther. Everybody's going to be up in that. Spider-Man's up in that. And we, and, I mean, we don't know if Daredevil and Jessica Jones and... Mm-hmm. Um, like Luke Who Cage knows? and Who knows? Iron Fist and Punisher. We don't know if all those people are going to be in it either. Here's the answer to the question. You are kidding yourself if you think Marvel hasn't thought about that. Oh, yeah. Of course. They're already like Please. probably at 2030. Yeah. You know Think what I mean? It, uh, Dragon Ball Z. I say this all the time. Dragon Ball Z. You fight Frieza. What comes after that? Cell. You fight Cell. What comes after that? Boo. I mean, like there's always going to be another one. And so, guess what? When they're done with Thanos... They're going to have to take out somebody else. They have an eternally expanding universe that's getting written this second. Yeah. You know, and no matter what day or time you're listening to this episode, Mm -hmm. they're writing this second. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a new story, new arc, new character, new relationship, new confrontation, new death, new life, new whatever. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's constantly happening. New Newman, all of it. All that. Yeah. You know, there's never going to be a time. um, But what I do think, is coming is the, the, the but I actual prediction I have is going to be like the positive repercussions of these rated R movies. Yeah, yeah, I, that's what I foresee happening. Yeah, I think we're going to see a diversity of storytelling happen in the superhero genre because I think superhero movies are going to become a genre. Yeah, like horror movies. So and so and so. It's just no longer enough. It needs yeah. to be more nuanced because we're not going to be we're not going to be thirty years in still having giant stuff shoot up. We're not going to shoot up in the sky a giant. It'll beam. be a different thing, you know. Like yeah. there, there will be a different trope, a different thing that they do all Instead the time. Instead of shooting it up in the sky, we're going to be shooting it into the ground. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's always always a thing that tears open in the sky. Mm-hmm. It's like every single comic book movie right now, you got to have a giant. Tear wide open in the sky and something comes out of it. Is Doctor whether Strange, it's Jatari, Ghostbusters, Mamu, Avengers, Ghosts. Everybody's doing that. Yeah. So we got to figure out a way to do movies like Dope. Yeah. And tell a, a superhero movie that is strictly in high school. Yeah. You know, or a movie like you know anything that Edgar Wright makes, like Shaun of the Dead. Mm-hmm. So you tell a superhero movie with that kind of comedic timing and that yeah. pacing and those yeah. cuts. That's yeah. what I force because because I think. As we mature as film watchers, film consumers, um, I think eventually it's going to be like, you know, for a while, and we're going to get into Get Out, for a while, the horror genre is kind of like, yeah, well, they're up, and she's going to go in that room, and oh, well, there he oh, is. She's possessed again. Oh, okay. well, oh, they're possessed. Oh, down oh again. I guess okay. they're crawling on the ceiling. Yeah. Oh, well, you know. Oh, well. Oh, yay, pea soup, one more time. Why do you keep that? doing that? 
You keep you keep spewing out pea soup. Stop. You've done that. Mm. And yeah. that's why get out is important. Yeah. So For a number I, of reasons. So I think I think what's gonna happen is is there will be some diversity in storytelling, diversity in Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's what I foresee happening. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Last one going into something very fun here. I'm very excited about this one. Oh, please. Um we got a we got a phone call from Z Block and we got a tweet from Z Block Raya. So it says, hashtag ask CBJ, Adam. How does it make you feel that for many, including myself, the new R.L. Stein man thing will be there first? And we might as well just transition into our book of the week, which is man thing number one. Yeah. Written by R.L. Stein. Yeah. Octavius, you give me a moment. Go for it. Ah! <laughs> It's so bad. Z Block, why you gotta do this to me, my man? I gave you those AKAs, you give me this. You lit you put it, you put dog poop in a bag and you left it on my door. Why you gotta do this? And he lit it on fire. No. Okay, here's how do I feel about this? Breaks me, it breaks me up, breaks my heart, tears me up inside. Let's just get into it. Let's okay, let's let's talk about man thing number one. And then we'll trans Yeah, let's just do it, man. This is you led us up to this for over a year. Yeah, you know what's funny? For years of my life, you've been leading me up to this. I feel like this is actually an R.L. Stein uh, (laughs) uh, premise right now. Be careful what you wish for, you know? Be careful what you wish for. I'm over here banging this drum for the past couple years saying this is it you're the man thing is upon us and here it is and did i i did i really want it though not like this god not like this man thing number one oh. <laughs> man thing number one is written by your boy say cheese and die rl stein and it's uh illustrated by german peralta and colorist Rochelle Rosenberg. Um, okay, look, here's the thing. I don't. I don't know where to begin. I don't, I don't want to do. I walk with. Walk I us through don't it, Adam, help want us. to do a page by page analysis of this like we usually do. Okay, here's what I want to do. Adam, you know what? Do whatever you want to do. Lead, lead, lead me yeah, down the is, road. It's just a little. <clears throat> this is just some therapy for for me right now. I am wrestling with a very specific feeling right now. I got one foot firmly planted in, in the swamp. In the swamp. <laughs> I, yeah. I got the swamp lands of Florida. Phones. One for the plug and one for the swamp. Right. I uh, look, I, I one fir- foot firmly planted in the 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 like happiness, this fulfillment that this character that I love has an opportunity for the mainstream to be relevant again. And the other one is that the like f- geek fanboy? The my, this is not my version of the character. I'm not happy with this version of the character. This is not my Cyclops. This is not my Daredevil. Yeah, you know, it, like people always like to defend their version, not my Spider Man. My Spider Man's not black. You know, they, people like to defend these things. That is the hill they will die on. So I have one foot firmly planted in either, and I'm trying to figure out where I balance. Because here's the reality for me. All of the things that I love about Man-Thing, really, all of the things that I love about Man-Thing are totally absent from this book, except for the way he looks. Hmm. So this is like not a Man-Thing book to you? For me? No. No. 
because man thing speaks in this one and that's like okay if we're going to do that i know i've talked about this before if we're going to do that at least make it worthwhile and octavius tell me i'm wrong right now this was not a funny book it's not funny john was corny the jokes didn't land this was corny the story isn't intriguing no it's not horror like scary it's not interesting it's not a retelling of the story that i like it's not even a full retelling and it's not going into territory that is new and exciting it's just like no this it's just not good if if someone said i wrote a new man thing story and then delivered this to me i'd say how is that man thing hmm why because in this, Man-Thing has a voice, Man-Thing has a sense of humor, Man-Thing is thinking to himself about the combat and the strategy of fighting this monster, Man-Thing's primary drive is to be a movie star out of nowhere. I mean, this felt like kind of a mad magazine right. sort of yeah, thing. That's, that's great. You know what that, I mean? And I'm going to tell you, I don't read Man-Thing, and I don't know a lot about Man-Thing, but I'll tell you this, this book was just corny. Not it was, it was like It was like, it was like, it's like, a, it's like dad humor. Yeah. It's like dad humor. Like, huh, right? <laughs> all right, son. Okay. All right. And, you know, watch out. And like trying to like crack jokes and you, you and all your friends are like, dad. Yeah. Shut up. In the retelling of Man-Thing's origin, which like honestly didn't even need to be in here if you were going to treat it like this. But in the retelling of Man-Thing's origin, Man-Thing is betrayed by his, his uh, uh, at the time in other stories, it's, it's his very recent bride. So his wife. And he goes on uh, running and he ejects himself with this serum and he turns into the monster and he's being chased. And in, in the old story was AIM. It was the, the villainous organization AIM and they, they chase him into the swamp. And in this one, it's like some thugs and the thugs are driving A man thing erupts and lifts up their car. And this thug says, hey, can we talk about this? I didn't bring my swimsuit. Dead. No, but they, dead. Like, they, I, so yeah, here's my problem. This? In any comic book, this writing is just boring. Yeah, it's bad. It's it's like it's not even <clears throat> it's not even like, and it makes me think. I used to love Goosebumps book. Were they like this? I, but in Goosebumps, at least the whole environment felt like you you knew what you were getting it, into. Yeah, you knew what you were getting into. Whereas let me let me just put this out here. A, a very brief lesson in why Man Thing was created. 1971, the comic book code was lifted, which means suddenly comic book creators could tell stories that were uh, featuring nudity, violence, gore, swearing, all of those things not allowed to do prior to that time for a long period of time. That's why you got crazy stories like Superman is fat now because you, could, you couldn't do a lot of stuff. You couldn't put... A lot of like titillating action in there because the comic code said, now nah, this is going to mess with developmental minds. Yeah. You're not allowed to do that. So as soon as the comic code gets lifted, everyone makes a mad dash to make some messed up stuff. And horror got really popular because you could show nudity. I mean, they had, they had nudity in the books. In, this, in the first Man-Thing appearance, it was in Savage Tales. Savage Tales number one is Conan, Kazar, Man Thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like all this stuff, big brawny cave dudes, and they're wrestling for the love and affection of these women who are super hot and busting out of their bikini tops, and also people's faces getting torn off. I mean, the point of it was is this was an industry responding to 
being censored for a long time. Oh, now we're allowed to do this? Floodgates open. So Man-Thing was created. And after Man-Thing was created, I'm talking three months after Man-Thing, Swamp Thing was created. And after that, another Swamp Monster and another. And the hits keep on coming because comics were running this wave, this trend. So Man-Thing was established as a horror icon. Mm-hmm. So and he's then, supposed to be scary. Supposed to be scary. And then after time, Marvel says, we got to figure out what to do with this character. And they made it real freaky and psychedelic and trippy. And Steve Gerber was writing it for a long time. He's the dude who created Howard the Duck. And there's this whole thing where he like goes into the fantasy realm and Jennifer Kale and, and Dovahkiin. And As you can see, all this Adam's stuff. all about this. I'm really into this. But for me, there's this historical significance. There's a reason why Man-Thing was created. There's also a reason why Man-Thing didn't work well. Because Man-Thing ain't got a mouth. So it meant people had to get creative about how to tell these stories. Mm-hmm. So R.L. Stein, up the bat, take a crack at Man-Thing change the entire thing. I mean, it'd be like if he had an opportunity to write Spider-Man and he just went the reverse direction and said like, okay, so there's a serial killer and he kills people and then he brands them with the, with a spider icon Mm. and the serial killer is called the Spider-Man. Oh, and it was like, no, but that's That's not not Spider-Man. Yeah. That's so basically he created a completely different character and just drew it. Like man thing. So okay. So this is not man thing. No, this is not man thing at all. I can I can see how that's frustrating. Yeah. And now, so, is there room for the let them tell you the story that they want to tell you, or not so much? Here's here's where I am at with this right now. This right now is Mad Magazine. I accept this as Mad Magazine, as if Marvel is saying, "You remember this wacky character we made and had no idea what to do with? What if we just made a bunch of jokes about ourselves?" By pointing fun at like how ridiculous this is. For me, I can't accept this as canonical because it's ridiculous. It's not the version of Man-Thing that I like. It's none of the features that I like about Man-Thing. And it disappoints me to introduce it to new readers because this isn't authentic. It's not yeah, legit. That's not Man-Thing. It's so... It's just not... You think they're just taking liberties with a, guy, a character that you really love, but they're taking liberties with it because it's kind of like, who knows, who even knows what... I even know what a man thing... Well, you know what? That's not true. I know what man thing was, yeah. but I didn't care. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So now, if I read this, truly, I wouldn't have known... I'd have just been like, well, this book was corny. That's all I would have said. I wouldn't have been like, this yeah. isn't man thing. I'd have gone, oh, this is kind of like whack. I like German Peralta's artwork. Uh, I will say... Yeah, the artwork is dope. Yeah. Uh, That's and, one good thing I can say about it. Yeah, yeah. German Peralta's artwork is is good. Uh, they, um, I wish the environment and the setting were different, so it wasn't like humorous and in the city and like Burbank. Um, Tyler Crook is the guy who did the artwork on the cover. Tyler Crook, props to that. I really like the way the cover looks. There are so many reasons why this does not work for me. I don't think this will satisfy Man-Thing fans long time because this is not the stuff that we like. And there are a few of us. There are very, very few of us. So who gives a shit about Man-Thing fans? But at the same time, I don't think this is going to satisfy brand new readers because Octavius... Not a good book. It wasn't a good book. Nah. So this was disappointing. Is there four of them or is this ongoing? Uh, I think there are... I think this is a limited run. I want to see where it goes just to like... Because of you being a fan, I don't know what to do now. Like, I don't even know what to do now because I'm like, this is. The- you don't want to like invest it, encourage it. You want it to stop. I will say this: the positive outcome here is it has this book 
has encouraged me to put my money where my mouth is and write the man thing story that I want to see. Yeah. So I'm going to do that. Hey, Marvel, I know you're listening right now. Thank you for the five stars, the positive comment. Actual Alonzo, I'm writing the man thing story that I want to read. Mm Mm-hmm. And y'all send me a cease and desist, and that means I know that you're paying attention. <laughs> but like, there are a lot of things that I want to investigate. When you have talent like Tom King, when you have talent like Ed Brubaker, Scott Snyder writes horror like witches, mm-hmm. right? When you have that talent well, out Scott there, Scott Snyder's like exclusively DC, and I think sure. Tom King is exclusively DC too. Sure, sure. But m- meaning like when you have there that are people out there. When, even when you have the comedy of of Marvel, like Noel Henderson, the mm-hmm. the folks who write Squirrel Girl. I mean, when you have the comedy chops available to you, when you got Mariko Tamaki writing Hulk, you have so much talent available to you to tell great stories. But this stories. is R.L. Stein. Don't you think they thought they were, they, they had like a huge find? Horror. Exactly. Like all the stuff that you said. Can you imagine executive going, R.L. Stein? What if we could get him? Yeah. You know, remember, we all read Goosebumps. Remember that back in the day? They probably thought like... That's exactly what they thought. I just watched thought, a video before we record and actual Alonso has a video and he says, when we got R.L. Stein, who better to do man thing than R.L. Stein. And I'm screaming at the screen, Jeff Lemire, uh, Greg Rooker, Noel Hand, anybody, yeah. anybody. I'm like, I understand that you got the name, but what does the name come with? Because man thing, for, for how many people does man thing represent nostalgia? Not me. Not that many. Yeah. So like, why are we but even that's why, but I, that? But I bet that's why they took the liberties. That's exactly why. Because, because it doesn't, because it. no one's going to question. Because they know a quack like me is just going to be yammering on about this, like, well, Back in I my remember day. in my day when yeah. Val Mayerick could, I'm like, who gives a shit about me? So it, what it has done, and, and listeners, I hope this provides some sort of teachable moment. When you get mad about something and you want to see something different, just make it. Make the thing. Yeah. And then if it does well enough, great. And if it's just some therapy for you, great. But yo, I was deflated. Yeah. Wind out of my sails. Well, that's Whoa. our book of the week. Um, what, other, what other book did you pick? Only, only other book I picked up this week was Man, uh, Power Man and Iron Fist number 14. Uh, I'm going to give a special shout out to a book I picked up this week. Uh, a new number one from Boom Studios, uh, Grass Kings. This is the one that I've liked the most that I picked out this week. Brand new. I really enjoy it quite a lot. Um, it's difficult to describe other than saying a, uh, a group of people have decided to live off the land and not a part of the American government, mm-hmm. but it's like this kingdom of mobile homes and they catch someone sneaking into their, their territory and shenanigans. I really enjoyed it. It's a beautiful book. It's very well written and it's an original concept. I would pick up grass Kings. Highly recommend that, that, that helped alleviate right. my otherwise terrible Wednesday. Mm. Terrible. Say cheese and die. Get it. What are you doing? That book, the, even the story in, in the in the back of the book was. Did you read that story? Awful. I was like, what is that? Like, is, do I, is he just a bad writer? See, that do I just like, remember him being really good and he wasn't good because I was a little goosebumps. kid? That was goosebumps. But it was. You know? It even it, it ended stupid. It ended stupid. It, I'm like, and it also just very casually had a dude killing a, a woman. I'm yeah. just like, ah, nah. <laughs> RL, RL. We do things differently now. It's 2017, man. Get with it. 2017, man, is the new one. 2017, man. So, look, R.L. Stein, hit me up. At Adam Tedris on Twitter. 
you know what my name is because I've been tweeting at you. So, you know, talk to me, but don't stein me, man. I got steined. I can't wow. believe it. I got steined. Right. All right. So that's it for our books of the week. I need um, a nap. Next book for 20, uh, 20, uh, episode 64 is going to be Batman. Um, and then we're also going to talk about Logan. So it's going to be Batman number 19, and we'll be talking about Logan as well. Hello, comic book Junto listeners. It's your boy, A-Tet. I got something a little bit different this week. You see, Octavius and I, we were going to get into it on Get Out. And we thought, uh, you know what? We need to do this separately. We need to give it more time, more space, more energy. So we're going to do a one-shot for you very soon. I promise it's coming soon. We're trying to put it together, but we got busy lives. You know, Octavius becoming a father and all that. Well, not yet, but you know, it's on the way. No, forget it. Let's just get to the point. Thank you for listening to this episode. We appreciate you. You're the best friends of the Junto. Anyone who sent us talk back, thank you for participating. We hope to get more of that so we can include it in a future show. If you want to ask us questions, you can find us on Twitter at Comic Book Junto. You can always hit our hashtag AskCBJ. You can find Octavius on Twitter, Octavius A. Newman. You can find me on Twitter. That's Adam Tetteris. And you can always hit up our merch site if you want to buy a t-shirt. And I recommend you do that. T-shirts, hats. I got a mug with my face on it. Octavius's face on it. Both our kidneys. Because, you know, we got that one shared kidney, John. Don't even worry about it. Find us at tpublic.com slash user slash comic book Junto. That's it. I think that's it. All right. I never get to do this, so I'm really going to enjoy this one right here. Thank you all for listening to the show. Every single time you tune in, it means so much to us. On behalf of Octavius and myself, to Infinity and Beyonce, appreciate y'all. Peace. (laughs) 